Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You guys, we're here with Nicole Amy Schreiber. Uh, yeah, she gave herself the biggest round. <laughs> Standing ovation, please. <laughs> Nicole is a stand-up comic. She, you can see her on Oxygen's Funny Girls around town, LA. You might be able to this keep her. This season's of Comedy Central's Roast Battle. I'm oh, yeah, too. I saw that. Yeah. Congrats. Thanks, it was awesome. That's fucking, yeah. she could rip you if yeah. you get too close. Yeah. <laughs> it will make you feel really bad about choices you've made or just the way you look. <laughs> that's the That's best part about is. roasting it's just like if you have any insecurities about the way you look or would like to discover them oh yeah like, if you want to discover what people really think of you do roast battle <laughs> for sure if you don't know yourself you'll find out about yourself real fast oof I went to one with Sophia and I was just like oh the one she did oh she yeah did a great oh you job were there yeah yeah it was great she did a great job I remember that yeah I, she had so many that I was like, ah, I should have used that one. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, before Roast Battle, you run jokes, you know, everywhere you possibly can. I mean, sometimes to your friends, sometimes in rooms. You know, I'll do mine at open mics. And it just it never, it never is totally clear what you're going to do until the last minute. And then whatever you do, you're always regretting having not done another one ah, at some fuck. point. So there's, some, there's only so much planning you can do. Is that why you like it? Like, it's like a... Rubik's Honestly, theme. I don't, like, love it. Like, I like it. It's great. <laughs> uh, but it's not one of those things where I'm like, oh, I'm dying to roast someone. It's just, I don't know. I mean, it's just, at some point, it sounds like a broken record of what people are going to say about me. It's like, there's only so many times I can hear, like, oh, I'm she's bipolar. Oh, she works at Costco. Oh, she fucks black guys. Like, there's only so many jokes I can are hear those, about all of those. Those are the go-tos? Those are the, those are the things that, yeah. Those are the things that people say about me. It's really not bad. It's really not bad, but it's just, like, all of the jokes are just so, especially the ones about me fucking black guys. Like, I date more than just black guys, but it's just, you know, and I have a joke about it in my stand-up where it's once you go black, your white friends never forget. And it's... <laughs> So true. Like once you go black, the entire comedy community won't let it go. That's all they know you for. Do you have a strong preference though? I mean, I, I usually like guys who have darker skin than me. It's yeah, not necessarily like a black thing. It's just, you could have a real good tan and I'd be into that. <laughs> I just genuinely don't like really fair skin. Like you don't want to see veins. I don't want to see Vince. That's what I look like. <laughs> I'm Casper. I'm so white. Like, I don't need more white in my life. Like, I don't want to lie in bed and be like, whose thigh is whose? Oh, and also be bigger than me. I can't stand it when a guy's thinner. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. I hate that. Like, I want to be, without question, the thinnest person in the bed. <laughs> Just for sure the lightest number yeah. on the scale. For sure. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> By a lot. Not like maybe. And not like, oh, if I gain a little bit of weight, we might be the same weight. Like, I need you to be bigger than me, please. Oh, my God. That's so I real. just want to know that in the case of an emergency, he can lift me up and carry me somewhere. <laughs> and in that emergency, I would not have use of my legs. <laughs> that's the emergency scenario. Oh, my scenario. God. So you're from Michigan. I'm from Minnesota. You're also a Midwesterner. Midwestern. Correct? Detroit, Michigan. Uh, how long have you been in L.A.? Wow, a really long time. I've probably been in LA for like 15 years. Damn. Did yeah. you just move here immediately? Yeah, no. pretty much. You went to University of Michigan and then... Went to University of Michigan for a little bit. And I came out here... Um, like 20? How old are you? We don't, we don't talk about age. Oh, sorry. Um, I mean, I'm sure you can figure out math. Um, I'm 34. She's not in I'm her 34. 30s. I'm 34. Um, I am in my 30s. I'm 34. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I went to college, came out here... Started. And just got started on stand-up? No. I got out here and I started doing... Um, actually, I started acting. But I didn't know what to 
do. Like it was so confusing. Oh my God, like yes. it's never like a it's not a clear path. Not that there's any sort of clear path in the entertainment industry, but when it comes to performance side of things, there really is no clear path. So I started just like trying to go on auditions, you know. I took an acting class, blah blah blah. But then I was I was working at a restaurant, I got fired. And I started working in an art gallery, I got fired. I just couldn't <laughs> Those minimum wage jobs weren't for me. And uh, <laughs> then I started working in fashion. Long story short, someone got me a job doing sales and marketing. Really? In the fashion industry. Yeah, I worked for a clothing company. For how many years? I was probably there for four years. And then I worked in fashion for another two years doing um, sales and marketing. And then I worked in advertising for two years doing social media marketing. Uh-huh. Right on. I mean, it's all kind of blurry, but yeah. Just just a... A smorgasbord. Of day jobs. Yeah. yeah that's how it is. Yeah. I know. And also, I feel like coming from the Midwest, it's not like you grew up with the industry happening around you and you just sort of intuitively know how it yeah. works. Yeah. You have to be like, wait, so I'm going on a... You have to like reverse engineer the whole thing to yeah. like figure out how the fucking industry works. Yeah. Which it, takes years. 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 I mean, I still don't have it figured out. No, it's, I know. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> wildly impossible it's it's really frustrating and it's funny when I got here like you know things things were there were resources on the internet but not like there is now no and, and you know still not all those are like accurate things are things are a easier way easier than they were I mean but there was there was something like you know it's you couldn't I don't think IMDB or it might have been but you know it's like you couldn't even like get like IMDB Pro so you could look up, you know, who the managers and agents were. You had to go to like Samuel French and go get the manager Seriously. agent book and then they would give you these labels that you could print out and you could send your headshot and resume places. And people were in the books that people were writing about like move to Hollywood and whatever. Mm -hmm. People were still writing about call-in services yeah. which are like completely obsolete. Completely obsolete. And those books like you know, it's, those were the books that when I got here, those were the books available. And I also, I think I, I just, I came from a college world and LA is not a college world. LA is a drop out of high school or graduate high school and move to LA world. There's, there weren't a lot of people, you know, who were college educated. And I was just, I couldn't relate to anybody. I was like, oh, you didn't go to college. We have nothing to talk about. <laughs> Oh, I went to the University of Michigan. I am educated. Mm. It's yeah. It's also just like figuring out your early twenties bullshit. Yeah, of like who you think you are versus yeah. who you are. Yeah, you have whatever. this idea of who you want to be, and yeah. you work really hard on your persona, and then one day you realize, oh my god, I have no personality. <laughs> oh and then you're like, oh fuck, I got to work on that too. Um, I have to have a unique opinion and perspective. That's crazy. So eventually, you have to do all of that, and then you turn thirty. <laughs> Turning 30 was dope. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I like the 30s. Are your parents still together? Still, still together, yeah. Mine too. I think it's a Midwest thing. Yeah. In the they, Midwest, they're like, oh, no, no, no. We're dying together. <laughs> but no are they matter happy? Fucking what. No. I mean, really? whatever. Kind of. Not really. No, I don't think either of them are happy. I think my dad's a happy guy. My mom's not a happy person. Mm. You would never be like, oh, Susan, what a ray of sunshine. What a joy <laughs> oh, of a woman. She's a cancer doctor, so I get it. Like, it's not like she had a good day. Okay. Every day is a bad day when you're a cancer doctor. I mean, even if you, even if you save a life, that's great. But there's still people just dropping left and right. Yeah. Like, it might come back. Yeah. So it's like, it's said, and it's like, you know, I don't know. Uh, that cancer, as you know, as you, we all know, is pretty brutal. But just like imagine being the person who has to give you that news Ooh. every day. Yeah. Imagine having to tell someone like, oh, hey, uh, you're going to die. <laughs> all right. I'm just going to go back to my life right now. You know, it's like you could never. There's no that's not. It's it like will never be normal, but like, yet it does become normal. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, I understand my mom not being in a good mood. I understand my mom being, you know, wildly stressed out and, you know, a tough mom. But, but yeah. they make it work. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. my dad has Parkinson's. Um, so it's not like he's going anywhere. Uh, he's literally going nowhere. He <laughs> can't get away from her. Uh, 
And like she would just be the <laughs> ultimate piece of garbage if she left him. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, all right, I guess we're just going to die together. Oh, God. So, but yeah, I mean, you know, I don't think anyone in the world could ever have dealt with my mom the way my dad did. And I don't think anyone could have. No, that's not true. I think a lot of people could have dealt with my dad. My dad's a pretty solid, like sweet guy. Uh huh. Super patient. Super soft-spoken. That's a pretty good combo, though. Yeah. Your mom's, like, kind of got a tricky personality, yeah. and your dad's, like, pretty chill. Yeah. My mom's, like, the ball buster, the bitch, just... Yeah. I mean, if you want to feel bad about your life choices, hang out <laughs> with my mom for a little bit. She will let you know. Wait, so you're... But you're... Okay, so you, does your mom still think you're a lesbian? I mean, she usually thinks I'm a lesbian, yeah. she. I mean... This is long-term. Sometimes she does. Sometimes she doesn't. You know, I mean, she knows I've been with guys, but I remember my mom, she got spine surgery and she was on so many drugs, not so many drugs, but drugs. If I said so many drugs, my mom heard this. She would be like, I didn't take any drugs, Nikki. I didn't need them. I had the drugs right after the surgery and then I didn't take any more drugs. And I'm like, you, you took some Tylenol. Let's relax. Uh, she took like codeine, but she, uh, I was helping her shower cause she, it's very hard to shower after you have spine surgery. And at one point, she's like, you know, it's okay if you're a lesbian. And I was like, cool, I'm not a lesbian. And she was like, she was like, no, no, no. I Like, I understand women are beautiful, we're wonderful. Like, I would understand if you wanted to be with a woman. I was like, I could not agree more. Women are pretty spectacular. But, like, I definitely don't want to be with a woman. Um, and then at that point, I just had to tell my mom that I was a whore. <laughs> and then she had to deal with the truth of that. No. But she, uh, I don't know, I think... I don't know. I mean, I think over the course of my life, like I was always that girl who had the rumor of being gay. Yeah. I, I mean, I went through like a cargo shorts fa- phase in junior high, which I don't think helped. Oh, you're, you're the way you dress. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, if you, and, and there's something about like, I was in uh, a ton. I don't think this was like a huge thing, but I don't think my parents would have been shocked at a certain point if I was like, oh, I'm a lesbian just because it's like, I was like, as they wanted me to be, like, super obsessed with extracurriculars and, like, there was just not room for, like, being boy crazy yet. Yeah, no. I just, being boy crazy, I mean, I saw a girl from (laughs) high school. uh, She was like, you know, it was always so cool. You never cared what guys thought. You never were, like, a boy crazy girl. You never even cared what people thought. You just did your own thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I cared. Oh, I deeply cared. I just couldn't show it. I mean, it's just, I don't know. To me, it just looked so pathetic. Like, when girls are boy crazy, I look at them and I'm like, ugh, you're so sad. Like, it's just so sad to me. I don't know why. I mean, they're living their truth and they're happy, I guess. But I just, I don't know. It's something to me that there's, like, a sign of weakness. There's something, there's a sign of weakness to me when a woman needs a man. Uh, Yeah, well, I mean, needing anyone is, like, a little codependent. Yeah, but, like, that's, but that's, women want to be taken care of. Like, women want a man. Like, that's. Wanting and needing are two, like, different things, though, right? I guess when people want it really badly. Yeah. To, Uh, like, complete them themselves. I always felt, uh, like, in high school and stuff, to, like, well, I'm just going to be leaving you guys soon. Like, no need to, you know, it's not like, there are people where I went to school that are still, like, with people in the relationships that they started in high school or, you know, they're still around. It was the like, people, I was never people, like investing in that. But those people were the really popular ones in yeah. high school. They never, if you're really popular your whole life, you never have any negative association with where you grew up. Therefore, you have no reason to ever want to leave there. If you were the king of the castle your whole fucking life, you're never going to leave the castle. The castle's been nothing but good to you. But I would still be like, this is a fucking really small castle. Like, yeah. I would like to but go some people, But some people, when like the whole world's just given to you and handed to you, like you definitely you know, aren't going aren't gonna to want to leave there. You might at some point, but you don't have a negative. Like I have a negative association yeah. with where I grew up. Like I don't want to be there. Like I wanted to get away from that. Mm-hmm. And then there's the people who are like, oh, man, moving back home, not a bad idea. Kind of great. I love my childhood. <laughs> like, I don't ever look back at my childhood and I'm like, mm, I long for those days. No, moving- I long for the days of being a kid, <laughs> but I don't long for the days of like, you know, being tortured at school. Like, that sounds terrible. Like, there's, I don't know. Plus moving back in with your parents. Ooh, ooh. Are you still on your celibacy kick? 
I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty weird. It's not like I'm intentionally being celibate, but. How long has it been? I mean, I've had sex twice in two years. That's pretty celibate. I mean, I've done similar shit, like gone 10 months without having sex, but. I mean, it's not one of those choices that I'm not making this choice. Like, I'm not like. And I'm not one of those girls who's like, well, it's me. I can't get a guy. Like, I can get a guy. I can, I can do any. Like, literally, I have a pulse. Just and like, I'm showing signs of life. There's a man out there who <laughs> wants that. But I just, I would rather not have sex. I would rather not be with someone if I'm not interested in them. Like, and I'm not just going to have sex. And also, I'm sober a lot. Like, not, I'm not, I don't have a problem. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm too good for that. No, uh. I'm, I just don't like drinking that much. So it's, I'm not one of those girls who's like, I got so fucked up. I got so fucked up and then I fucked like five guys. (laughs) Like, yeah, that's, that's not my thing, you know? And I just have to like you if I'm going to have sex with you. And I guess I had lower standards. Like, you know, when I was younger, when I was younger, I was like, I just need to have sex. Yeah. And it wasn't even like, I need validation. It was just like, I have a, I have an itch and it needs scratching Someone put your dick in me. Uh, and now it's like, I don't want to, I don't know if I can't have a conversation with you. Why do I want to have sex with you? That sounds terrible. Plus it's also like, I feel like as you get older, it's like a cost benefit analysis of like, how much are you going to, you know, you usually get into a good routine and you're like try, trying to chase these professional ambitions. And then it's how far are you going to derail me? from that and is it worth it and the answer is a lot of times like no completely (laughs) if you're gonna like right now I care more about my career and you know comedy than anything so if you're gonna distract me from that it better be for a good fucking reason yeah and if you're not cooler than comedy go away yeah then that's usually why you know in the past two years the only two people I've slept with were comedians because I can't it's I don't I don't want to not sleep with I want to sleep with someone who's funny comedians are funny I I get that to play devil's advocate Mm -hmm. I heard you talk about that on some other podcasts and I've heard you talk about that in real life but I always thought that like with writing same thing like I want somebody who can like I don't know really like turn me on mentally and you know can we can have a nice banter and whatever so I was constantly like I will only date writers like Mm -hmm. really the person that I'm going to wind up with is probably also going to be a writer Mm -hmm. but like it might turn out to be somebody that at least in my experience I met this awesome guy who we're in his restaurant right now yeah and it's actually like a really similar process conceive you know coming up with restaurant concepts and he is super smart and funny I'm just saying comedians are also sometimes dark hearts and like oh totally 100 percent. and 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 i know that i just want you to be funny and it's just and i know it's hot and be silly with me and a lot of times you know regular guys out in the world aren't like that and i also want someone to understand what it is that i do because you know you're gonna have to be okay with me you know staying out late every night you're going to have to be me okay with me, you know, going on the road with men from time to time. Mm-hmm. So there's a level of understanding that a man needs to have if he's going to date me. And I don't know. I've dated regular guys and they don't get it. Yeah. At all. I'm just saying there's a small section of them that might understand that yeah. ambition and yeah. whatever who might not. But I also want, don't. Yeah. I, there, you know what? And I, there are guys out there who will understand it, but then they're not interesting. <laughs> you know like i'm sure there's some guy in the midwest who wants nothing would want nothing more than just to like make me happy and be positive and supportive but like i want you to have your own shit oh totally i'm saying there yeah. are both yeah it's just really hard to find and if you're out there and you're listening to this podcast get in touch start working get back to your job <laughs> stop listening to podcasts in the middle of the day or whatever you're doing it's late at night i don't know go to sleep no you love these kind of guys you love poor guys right mm-hmm if you're listening to a podcast right now, you're probably perfect, Nicole. I have to stop with the poor guys. I think that's why I've been, that's why I haven't been having sex. Cause I was like, uh, the only thing I'm attracted to are poor guys. I really like poor guys. It is. Cause they got personality for days. That's not a direct correlation. Um, rich think- guys are really hard to talk to. They're like thinking about things like business. 
their <laughs> obligations, their checkbook, paying rent. Some like, poor, poor guys, guys are like, how am I going to make this payment? Or like yeah. thinking about, you know, but like when you don't even have a payment at all because you couldn't afford it in the first place, you are got that stellar personality. You know? <laughs> I don't know. I just always end up dating guys who are broke. Man. Um, is there anything, are you, you're still on the apps? Anything good happening on uh, the apps? So many apps. I'm on, I'm on Hinge, Raya, Raya, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Happen. You tried the league. The league. Stop doing that one. Bumble. Bumble. Tinder every now and then just for laughs. Okay, Cupid. Damn. What's your favorite, like, what's your go-to, like, when you're bored in line? Oh, I mean, Raya's so ridiculous. It's just Instagram models or, like, just Instagram douchebags. Just guys who think they're so, so (laughs) unique and special. (laughs) Nothing good. Any good dates? Famous guy dates? Let's. No, no famous guy dates. I'm not hot enough for famous guy dates. I feel like you are. I mean, I'm hot. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like, whoa, is me. I'm fucking ugly. But I'm not famous guy hot. Like, I'm cute. You know what? If there was a famous guy who was like, you know what I want? I want a girl who's reasonably attractive with a killer personality. I would be that girl. No, I, th- I feel like most famous guys like don't have time for the personality. Yeah. Is that? For sure. 100%. Yeah. And they usually don't. So there aren't, there's no one out there looking for me. Who's famous? Um, you know, and famous guys. I don't. I also don't want to date someone who's like, f- like big time famous, because then they just have girls just, you know. Yeah. No, totally. All over them all the time. Totally. And the Instagram models, they have a lot of photo shoots to go to, and it's yeah. just like, oh god, Instagram models. <laughs> I go to Equinox, and it is all Instagram models. <laughs> I'm an aspiring Instagram model. <laughs> I mean, I think we all are. In our hearts, we all want to be IG famous. We do. I mean, every time I get a new follower on Instagram, I'm like, one step closer to world domination. (laughs) What is that? Gross. So gross. So gross. But I think we're all kind of like that now, you know? Um, I heard a girl the other day say, I can't date a guy who has less followers on Instagram than me. Wait, what? She said he he can't have less she can't have less followers than him. She, she has to be she has more to be famous. more IG famous than him. That was said in Instagram. I, feel I mean in uh Equinox. Overheard at Equinox. Overheard LA, you should do that. You should have you seen that website? Mm-hmm. I love it so much. Or Instagram account. Overheard LA. Guys, if you don't know it, get on it. Yeah, it's really truly lots of gems there. Gross. Yeah. Uh, So gross. Hey guys, just a quick reminder from our sponsor, The Bold Type, that the series premiere is coming up July 11th on Freeform. The show is inspired by the women of Cosmo. It follows three 20-something babes, Kat, Jane, and Sutton, as they try to make their mark on New York City, basically. They're covering sex, politics, and fashion at a women's magazine all while they're going through the ups and downs of adulting. Can you relate? Yeah, probably, so tune in. It's a show about finding your voice and relationships, all kinds of relationships, and salacious hookups, and friendship. Sounds a lot like this show. So check it out, The Bold Type. Series premiere July 11th and Tuesdays at 9, 8 central on Freeform. Now back to our interview. It's rough out in the LA streets. I mean, it's, I just don't understand where to meet someone otherwise. I just feel, okay, so. Especially every night I'm going to a comedy club. And if I'm not going to a comedy club, chances are I'm really tired and I don't want to go out. That's the complicated thing with being a stand-up and pursuing relationships is that you truly have the worst schedule for it. Yeah. Worst. Yeah. And that's, again, what the, you know, what am I willing to sacrifice? What part of comedy in my career am I willing to sacrifice to pursue a normal relationship at normal hours? Yeah. Do you want to have kids? I don't know. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I, most of the time I don't. 
Yeah. I don't ever look at people with kids and I'm like, ooh, that looks fun. I know. Or it looks fun for like two minutes and then they start crying or yeah. something. And then you're like, oh, God. Yeah, no, no, I would no, have to deal no. with this part, too. Well, here's the thing. I'm at a point where if I met someone, I would want to be with them for a considerable period of time before having a kid. Mm-hmm. And then... And then we have a kid and it just ruins everything. I don't know. I don't look at my friends who have kids and I'm like, ooh, that looks ideal. It doesn't look ideal to me. Sorry to my friends who have kids, but I don't look at your relationship and think this is great. I Like their relationships, every single person who had a kid, their relationship with their husband changed and not necessarily in a good way. Oh, God. I know. I really am at a place where I don't think... I want kids and I also have this weird and I it's not coming from any specific place it's not like my mom's like when are you gonna have kids though she would fucking love it love it yeah uh I feel like I don't necessarily want to choose that path and also like this strong feeling that that might be is that a wrong decision as a woman oh I struggle with that all the time is that because it's like because it's like all right well we have to make that we only have a a certain period of time to make that decision. And then after that, if we want a kid, we're going to have to go to like a million doctors to get it done, or we're going to have to adopt a kid. And then adopting a kid is just like a crapshoot. And there's that part of me that's like, am I sacrificing what could potentially be one of the coolest things ever? Yeah. Cause it is, it is, it really is as much as I don't necessarily want kids. I can still look at people who've had kids and be like, wow, that's incredible. Like you totally, I always think a human. It looks so much like you and it's like starting to talk. and And like you grew it in your body. Like the way I plant like bulbs that grow into, you know, tulips next spring whenever I don't know how planting goes, but like (laughs) if I did do that, but like you plant something and it grows like, and that's in your garden outside of your house. Like your womb is a fucking garden and you're growing a thing in it. Like you do stuff like, and then you come home at the end of the day and it's like, well, made ears today. Well, made some eyes today. Well, lungs. I made lungs. And then bam, I'm going to push it out of my fucking vagina. It's crazy. Crazy. And then that's really just the beginning. Like I saw the cutest little mom and son. My boyfriend and I were getting coffee uh, by home state and Georgia was, uh, the dog was Mm. rousing attention from the little kids nearby. Mm. And the mom was like so sweet teaching the little boy about like how to approach the by the way good on that mom for teaching that because some moms will just let their kids run at a dog and i'm like (laughs) shame on you you bitch like you're begging to get bit right yeah because then when you're when my dog bites your kid it's my fault because you're you never taught your kid how to approach a fucking animal you cunt but the ones that do it's like this amazing it's this beautiful thing and you do that on every action that you teach them, like there's, you do that throughout their lives yeah. and it's so beautiful. Amazing. Like I watch that and those are the moments that I'm like, oh, it yeah. makes me like, but like, cry here's a the thing. Here's the thing. Think about why you want, this is for me. I was thinking about this the other day because I, uh, when I was working at Costco, there was a, a young girl who was telling me that she really liked math and science and I was a math and science kid. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. She was like 10 years old. I was like, eventually you're going to learn about physics. She's like, what's physics? I'm like, well, it kind of explains like how things work in the world. Like, you know, if I drop an object, what's, what's, do you know what causes an object to fall? And she's like gravity. And I was like, all right, cool. And so then I started talking to her about like physics and stuff. And there were moments of like that where I was like, oh, this is so fun. And then I stepped back and thought about it. Like, why did I enjoy that teaching moment? And like, why were you looking at that moment being like, oh, that's really cool. I want to teach. It's ego. It's all fucking ego. <laughs> like, we're all having kids to feed our fucking ego. We want to make a thing that's us. We want to re- extend our legacy. It's all ego. But is that a reason to bring something into this world? That's crazy. Because of your ego? <laughs> no. I mean, your ego's not usually a good reason to do Terrible reason. Anything. Yeah. Oh, you want to teach a little kid? Be a fucking teacher. There is, and there's like... We don't have enough room on the... Pl- that's it's over. And by the way, everybody, 
two kids per couple. That's it. Beyond that, you're contributing <laughs> to overpopulation. It's, Period. It's serious. It's really fucking serious. And I know a lot of people who are having more than two kids. And I'm like, well, you just eliminated my ability to have kids because I don't want to contribute to overpopulation. So I guess that's why I need to get out of my head about, like, is this right for, like, is this, I don't know. There's something, like, unfulfilled about me as a woman that if I don't take that step. But is that you deciding that for I yourself? Don't know. Or is that I everyone don't... else being like, because it's like, all right, people will be like, you know, there are a lot of women out there who can't have kids. You know, you should, you should have a kid if you're able to have a kid. What? <laughs> what? So I have the capacity to run a marathon. Should I go run a fucking marathon? No, it's really hard on your body. I know it causes it heart ca- attacks. It causes really big problems for your body. Why? Just because you have the capacity to do something doesn't mean you should do it. I have the capacity to murder. I shouldn't murder. You know, and it's like, okay, because somebody else can't do it. I should. Well, you know what? If the universe and God made it so that this woman couldn't have kids, maybe she shouldn't have kids. How about that? And does that make me a shitty person for saying that? A lot of people will say yes. But like, God works in fucking mysterious ways, I guess. If you're a religious person, he killed millions of fucking Jews. He had a reason behind that. He probably has a reason behind the fact that you're fucking barren. Oh my God. There's a reason for that. Maybe you shouldn't be procreating. Darwinism. Guys, Darwinism. Maybe evolution isn't in the cards for you. Maybe you're not supposed to spread your seed. Maybe your seed sucks. No, there is the whole thing about like, why did people like a hundred years ago die or like not have allergies in Africa. And it's like, because they would be dead. Like, yeah. Cause the ones who did, didn't make it. <laughs> and now we have all of these things to keep the weak alive and the weak are the strain on everything. By the way, I am one of the weak. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. TBD where I stand in this yeah. situation. <laughs> like I am, I am definitely one of those people, but like, yeah, you know, it's like, there's a lot of things like it is, it is survival of the fittest. And, and technology is making it so that everybody can be fit. <laughs> Everybody's not fit. Stop. <laughs> a lot of us shouldn't go on. Oof. It's the real truth here. This is real. And I'm probably a terrible person for saying it, but who really cares? I mean, who cares what a comedian has to say? A lot of people, but. Yeah, it must be, it must be mostly societal. Yeah, because I have a joke about it in my stand-up where I... I posted a picture of myself holding my friend's baby and everybody was like, Oh my God, look at you. You're going to make a great mom one day. Why would you say that? Yeah. To me. What if I wasn't able to have kids? You just made that really awkward and uncomfortable and sad for me. But people think that's like a compliment to say to a woman like, Oh, you're going to make a great mom one day. Like that's the highest. That's like, that's the highest. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And it's like, no, and then they'll say things, they'll be like, look at you, you're such a natural holding a baby. Because I'll say things, I'll be like, I don't think I'd make a good mom. And people are like, oh, no, 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 you'd make a great mom. Like, you know, my friends who have kids, they're like, look at you, you're great with my kids. I'm like, yeah, you're right here. I'm not going to fuck this up with you standing right here. What, am I going to drop your baby? You're standing beside me. <laughs> I still care what you think. <laughs> yeah, I still care what you think. I'm not going to ruin this. <laughs> Like, and going through, anytime I hold somebody's baby, all that runs through my head is don't drop the baby. Like my natural instinct isn't like, let me nurture this. It's don't fuck this up. (laughs) That's mine too. Yeah. That's, and so why would someone be like, hey, Courtney, hey, Nicole, you guys should definitely have kids. What? (laughs) And then people are like, oh, you're such a natural holding a baby. I'm like, and this is my joke. I'm just going to say it because I think it's really funny. But it's like, I was like, you think I'm a natural holding a baby? You should see me with a dick in my mouth, guys. (laughs) It's like evolution brought me the penis and I just knew what to do with it. No one had to tell me. No one had to teach me. Survival of the sluttiest. It was like intuitive. (laughs) I just knew what to do. If that's not the most intellectual dick joke ever, by the way. I love that. It's a Darwinian dick joke. It's a Darwinian dick joke. Amazing. Darwinism can apply to everything, by the way. If a girl's really good at sucking dick, maybe that's where she is in evolution. Have you read Dear Sugar? No. 
Oh my god, I'll buy it for you. Oh it's my god, amazing. Is, I just got so excited. I wish you guys had a camera on my face. Well, actually, no, I don't because I look like <laughs> shit right now. But my face was just like what? Like I had cartoon bug eyes. I was like, oh god, what? A book? I'm gonna get you this book. Okay. It's the best. I've given it as gifts more than anything ever. Uh, anyway, it's like her. She was a secret advice columnist before she wrote Wild and stuff, okay. and she went uh, by. Wait a minute. Someone told me sugar. about this book recently. Yeah, it's good. It's like if you're going through something in your life, there's probably a little piece of something in that book that you can. I read it after a breakup for the first time, and I was yeah. like, okay, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm not sure yet, but I think I'm gonna be okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway, she has a essay in there that's like uh, the ghost ship that didn't carry us, uh-huh. and it's about. Uh, she uses the story of this friend who was like a burn victim. Um, that's not, you got to read the essays to, to understand how it all ties together. But anyway, it's basically like about her decision uh, to have kids or not. And she's like, you have to imagine uh, both outcomes. And it's basically like, you know, which way would have the least regrets. Yeah. Which is, I don't know. Sim- I, yeah, simplifies I don't know. it in a way. Yeah, I don't which know. Which way would have the least regrets. I, you know what? I, I don't think it's necessarily having kids for me. I don't know. I don't know. And it's one of those things we should probably figure out, but quickly, because TikTok, TikTok. But, on this podcast, we need to Yeah, decide. right now. It is on. Because the second we walk out this door, we are no longer fertile. Oh, my God. First of all, that's not true. In LA, I feel like women in their 40s all the time are having babies. Like, that's when you start yeah, to have babies that's when in you LA. Fuck, that's when you fuck a rich dude, or you yourself have money, and you can afford to go to, like, 8 million doctors to make you fertile again. I don't know. I don't want, I don't, you don't want to test you, baby. Well, well, I just don't think older women make the healthiest babies. I think they raise the healthiest babies. They probably raise the healthiest babies, but I don't think they make physically the healthiest babies because the eggs that are left over at the end aren't the virile eggs. They're the tired eggs. They're the eggs that have been, been living in the same studio apartment in Hollywood. (laughs) That's rent controlled Wait, and is it's just fact? hanging out there. <laughs> yeah, that's fact. Yeah. It the, is? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's not just... Okay. No, it doesn't... Yeah. It's fact. Yeah. It's just because they're like exposed to all the toxins that you like I, I don't know. I don't know why, but your, your healthiest eggs are your young eggs. That's why when donating eggs, there's no one out there being like, hey... Girl in her late 30s, let me get some of them eggs. No, they're like, hey, young girl in her 20s who needs money, we'll pay you for your eggs because you have really healthy, strong eggs. That's why when an older woman gets pregnant, you have to test the kid for birth defects because what's left over aren't the healthy ones. Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's talk about something a little bit more fun. Okay, like more fun. Sexting. Sexting. Ooh. Nicole, I heard on a podcast that you always sex before you fuck someone new. Which yeah, is, um, I sexed. Well, apparently I'm not sexting enough. But yeah, I because I, I'm not having any sex. But yeah, I like to sex before. I just, I have an intense fear of small penises. Oh my God, that's so funny. Um, uh, and I just. Did you have a bad experience? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I was with a really small penis once. It didn't work for me. Um, so <laughs> maybe I have a huge vagina. I don't know. But the fact is, big wieners do it for me. And I don't need you to have a goddamn fucking baby arm of a dick. But, like, have a dick, you know? I don't know. I'm terrible. I'm gross. But You weren't just like, oh, that's a one-time thing. I ran into one that's a little off the spectrum yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just it didn't, it didn't work for me. It was like one of those things where I was just like, oh, what is this? Like, I don't know. It just... I don't like small necks. Like, just, oh, they're so gross. So, like, do the guys know that they're, like, submitting an application, basically? I mean, at this point, if they've listened to a podcast that I've done, they do. <laughs> By the way, the guys who don't want to send you pictures of their dicks are the I guys was... with small dicks. Oh. So, if a guy's willing to send you a picture of his dick, it's because he knows he has a good dick. So, there we go. Process of elimination. If you don't want to sex with me, guys who sexed usually have, like, Sex and send pictures, not just like talking dirty, but like sex and send pictures. Those are usually the guys who have like a decent dick. So also, though, if if you're looking for a like great relationship, they may not be the strongest candidates. That is true. One hundred percent. But 
I don't know. See, and that's, it's, it's hard. It's a balance. I'm trying to find that balance of, look, I'm never going to find a healthy relationship. The fact that, but, but at this point it's like, but in the past I would have just slept until I found the right dick, you know? But now it's like, I've got the ability to like, I don't know, get a headshot before I get the headshot. Uh, <laughs> before, yeah. Before the real audition. Yeah. So I don't know. I do. I, Yeah. One of the things that's been happening lately is like Snapchat because a Snapchat, you know, strangers can just send you pictures of their dick. Do they do that? Which bugs the shit out of me. Yeah. All the fucking time. I get dick pics all the time on Snapchat. Oh my God. Unsolicited? Unsolicited dick pics from men I've never met. And they'll be like, what do you think of my dick? And I'll be like, what does it matter? What are you going to get a new dick if I don't like it? (laughs) You're stuck with that dick. That's all you got. And I don't know why they think I want to see a picture of a random dude's dick. Like, if I want to see a picture of a random dude's dick, I'll just Google dick and just see all the random dick I want to see on Google image page. Go there. It's full of it. But, like, these guys will send me pictures. Oh, man, one guy sent me a picture of his dick. Oh, it was so funny. Huge dick. Huge. It was, like, laying on the bathroom counter, standing up, laying on the bathroom counter. And on the bathroom counter was a bottle of hydrogen peroxide. And I was like, did you not have anyone set dress (laughs) for your dick pic shoot? What were you cleaning up? (laughs) I was like, that's so gross. Like, bravo on you for being cleanly. But, like, destroy all evidence. Like, I don't douche and leave it on the counter so the guy will know that I douche. I would never douche. Douching so gross. It ruins, ruins, his, ruins the pH of your There's, vagina. Ladies, yes. don't do it. <laughs> but, like, I would never leave that evidence out to be like, just so you know, she's crystal clear clean. Come on in. <laughs> Was concerned before, but then I douched. Yeah, and now no, it's fine. <laughs> just so you know, everything's good to go. Just had the chlorine in the pool changed today. Oh my god! And like, uh, like I don't pro- want to see that. So gross. These guys have probably put heard you on a podcast. And probably, then they're like, probably because I make jokes about liking dick pics, but and then they think that I want to see their dick pic. No, I like dick pics of dudes who I'm fucking with. Yeah, and I also like that if I'm like with a guy, like I want to like share dick pics or like share like sexy pics. Yeah, that's fun. Um, like there's a guy I'm talking to um, who lives in New York. Uh, if he lived here, I don't know if we date, but we would definitely be having sex. Uh, and we send each other pics like every day. Oh, really? Yeah, totally. Every day. You guys have We've had, had sex, sex before. Yeah. One time. One time. Ah, uh, we got to take this offline. Meow, meow. <laughs> I'm like, uh, he just needs to come visit LA. I um, need him to get here. Comedian. He's, uh, comedian. Yeah. Okay. Um, so who you usually initiate with these guys. P.S. I need to uh, link you up with Whitney Bell. She is an artist curator. Mm -hmm. She's been on the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, She does unsolicited dick pic installations. Oh, God. I will be her muse. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My phone is just full. And I screenshot all of them, by the way. And then the guys will write back. They'll be like, why the fuck do you do that? I'm like, why did you trust a random stranger with your dick? (laughs) Of course I'm going to screenshot it and show it to every one of my friends. Absolutely. <laughs> We're all talking shit about your dick right now. Just know, guys, if you've sent me a picture of your dick, oh, I've shown it to people. For sure. Period. I feel like you always go in knowing. Yeah. That's going to be shared. Yeah. Um, awesome. This has been so fun. Oh, one more thing I wanted to, to talk to you about. Um, because this is so true for me, too. You're a crier. Oh, the biggest crier. I cry so much. Dude, I, I'm like a commercial crier. I cry. I cry. Any, any time. Any time. <laughs> and I cry so much. It's to the point where my friends, particularly my roommate, is like, there might be something wrong with you. You should definitely go see someone. I cry over everything. I remember I used to live um, close. I lived Beverly Hills adjacent. And in Beverly Hills, they had a crossing guard who was a, um, oh, I a heard, mentally yes. impaired person. <laughs> and he was like wearing this little like crossing guard vest. And he was like very slow physically and mentally. But he was like helping these kids cross the street. And I was like, and the city of Beverly Hills like gave this man a chance. He could have gotten a job anywhere else. And here he is doing the best he can. And I was just crying my face off from this guy. Yeah, that's how I used to be when I, I was raised Catholic and yeah. when I would go to confession and I'd 
get really emotional when I see the the people's you know they at the some of the malls they have mm. like handicapped people cleaning mm. off the tables yeah. or whatever and he's like no this you can't feeling sorry for them no, is no, like, no, it's not a feeling sorry though like we don't I don't think it's because we feel sorry that we cry over stuff it's like just that. because it it seems so beautiful but it's so beautiful it's so beautiful that like in their in their world like that moment there them cleaning the table that is their whole world at that moment yeah. That is their whole world, and they are so committed to that task. They have, like, if you told me I had to, like, clean tables somewhere, I would be like, N- I'm better than that. Like, you know, it's like I have this shame about something like that. You know, and I worked in restaurants for years, and if friends ever came in and saw me, like, working at the restaurant, I would have, like, this sense of shame. But, like, in that moment, like, they don't have any judgment of themselves. They, yeah, totally. They, they have nothing. That moment right then and there, it's, like, the most pure, real moment where you know, the city or a company or whomever gave them a chance to do something that they couldn't have done otherwise. Yeah. And they have, and that, that individual takes so much pride in that. And that is a beautiful thing. Do you go to that Walgreens on the corner where we Our live? Walgreens? Yeah. yeah. The one that smells like pussy constantly. <laughs> do you, you know, the woman that works there that is a little older, sometimes different color hair. Yeah. Uh-huh. She's so sweet. So sweet. And it seems like maybe there was drugs in the past. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. Sure. Right. Yeah. But she loves Georgia so much. And like, I'll tie her up outside and she'll always be like, bring the, my dog's insane. Like she cannot go into a Walgreens, but the woman's always like, bring her inside. And she wants to like pet her and she'll be like, I just want to retire and be around the animals. And like the way that she, you know, she's the way she speaks is just so I don't know. Slow, slow and sweet. I don't know. But that woman, I, after I see her, you cry, I cry almost every time because like, because I'm going to start crying because like you, like in a way, like gave her like this, like gift of like, and, and her, your animal was like all she needed. Yes. I love, like I stopped. That's so sim. It's so simple. It's so incredible that like one little thing can be everything to them. And where with us, we're like, I need more. I need something more than this. Like, I, I love my dog. Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. It's and like, it's like, why can't we just be happy with like the most simple, beautiful little thing? Yeah. For real. And when we see someone else like that, we're crying because it's beautiful. And then we're crying for ourselves because we're not like that. And I wish I could be like that. Oh my God. I was going to ask you how it affected dating and relationships, but I feel like... <laughs> oh, my God. Me crying? I cry. I mean, yeah. Every guy I've ever dated is just like, you sweat in your sleep and cry a lot. <laughs> I do both of those things, too. I, cry, I sweat so much in my sleep. It's crazy. It's like my body's crying. It's so interesting, too, because it's like, I don't think people would say about either of us, like, in the way that we move around the world, like we're especially sensitive, soft women. Yeah, no. And there is this like dichotomous other yeah. side that's uh-huh. just like, whoa, mm-hmm. it's only tears. A girl, a girl. I was talking about <laughs> having gone to the Gentle Barn, that the an animal rescue. Oh uh, yeah, the animal rescue farm. I told you about. And I saw a girl at the gym who I'd known just in like the capacity of the gym. And after I went to the gentle barn, I was telling her about this horse that I met at the barn who I just like fell in love with. And I was telling her about it. And I just started crying. And she was like, oh, my God. She's like, I have never seen the side of you. She's like, and I didn't even think the side of you existed. She's like, you just seem like a real just like going about her way. Like doing her thing, nothing really ruffles your feathers, kind of girl. And Tough I was like, bitch. no, yeah. like really, just fucking cry all the time. It's a kitten in here. Yeah, always, always crying. Yeah. Anyway, well, thank you. I'm for- glad you're like that. It's <laughs> oh really happy. Do Do I seem like that? I nope, would be. Not at all. Yeah. Not even kinda. Oh my nope. god, the most sensitive. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you're like a sensitive person. I'm not like, oh, she's a sociopath. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's the level of crying that I do. And then there's just people who are like empathetic. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm going to feel your emotions. Like if I walk into a bathroom and I see a woman crying, I'll just start crying with her. 
because I'm like, let's get through this together. I relate to that so hard. Like, I sometimes I have to be careful about like what I expose myself yeah. to because I'm like, this just could be really traumatic for. <laughs> yeah, I might make it worse for them. All of a sudden, they have to comfort me. She's going through the divorce, and I'm feeling her pain so hard that I'm crying. Oh my god. <laughs> Well, thank you for bringing your tears out to Highland Park. Oh, thanks for having me. Highland Park is so cute. I'm so excited for white people to destroy the neighborhood. <laughs> oh, no. Don't let my boyfriend hear you say that. Is he a white guy? He's a white guy. Yeah, he's destroying it. No, it's... it's, it's he's gentrification. Gentrification. <laughs> Sorry. Um... Where can you so you're doing this Comedy Central roast battle thing? Yeah, that's that's it's not on TV. I mean, it, they're probably airing it still. Uh, but then I'm at the Laugh Factory all the time. I'm I just follow me on social media. I don't like to post my shows too far out in advance because then it gives my old stalker time to find me. Um, I had a stalker and it got Quit weird. Bragging. I know I can't <laughs> help it. I'm desired. Uh-huh. You're at Nicole Amy. Yeah, at Nicole Amy on Instagram, Twitter. Um, Snapchat, I think, is the Nicole Amy. It's A-I-M-E-E. N-I-C-O-L-E-A-I-M-E-E. Find her, guys. Follow her. Find me, follow me. Just, yeah, yeah, don't show up. Unless you're really hot and I have a lot of money. (laughs) You got that baby arm dick. And you're really funny. And you got that baby (laughs) arm dick. Um, Yeah. Hit her up. Cool. Follow me. Find me. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. Ah, thank you, Nicole. That was such a fun interview. I'm so glad she could come on. You know, the sweetest thing about her is that the next day or maybe a couple days later, I got a text from her and she was like, thank you so much for having me on. Our conversation made me feel less alone. And it was just so sweet. Made my heart swell 10 sizes. Um, And I hope that's the point of the show for everyone listening is to feel a little less alone about stuff that you might have felt weird about before and there is a lot of sex love and dating stuff that you could potentially feel weird about so um i think talking about it makes it better anyway friendly reminder to check out the new series the bold type it premieres july 11th on freeform you guys i'm sure you're fully hype on it by this point after all I've been talking about it but I saw the pilot you do not want to miss this show so watch it okay Jan from the office I don't even need to say anything more than that she is reason enough alone to watch the show Um, and there are so many other cool things about it so the bold type series premiere July 11th and Tuesdays at 9 8 central on freeform see you guys next time Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.